0: This is a radio broadcast for the Good Boys Gone Bland. Seek shelter now. Hello and welcome to Good Boys Gone Bland, Season Seven, Episode 2, The Fifth Element. I'm your co host Anali.
1: I'm your co host Brian. I don't know what I'm doing, I'm sorry jace
0: oh well happy, oh. To, happy to have you jace ryan were you doing the, the chris tucker in the moment and then i thought you were doing the chris tucker and i did the bruce willis <laughs> okay okay oh, i'll be uh that's so much better it's a deep you didn't get it jace was obviously the bruce willis in that situation okay we can we can oh, rescrub. i was kind of um, um, just we,
1: going for like uh i just
0: put yeah. like flavor on my name only right okay um i could be um it's kind
1: of funny because in real life i'm the most similar to Bruce Willis's character. <laughs>
0: oh, we can, re- <laughs> we can I just recap say one word. Yeah. Okay. The moment's gone. Fuck it. It's fine. We watched The Fifth Element, guys. <laughs> the- <laughs> Welcome to our show. Um, we watched uh, We watched The Fifth Element for our. I guess we decided off air. The the bunker season.
2: Oh, Ryan, you're gonna have to. Ryan's camera looks like it went through an apocalypse. Yeah, that's it. Adds to the flavor yeah. of the season. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it looks like you're in a bunker, Ryan, with a gray background.
1: This is, but my, like, this is my house. <laughs> wow,
0: your room looks like a
1: bunker. God. <laughs> it's the desaturation with the uh, camera. It's actually a nice room. It's got it's, This is green, and this yeah. is like a textured, almost like a wallpaper thing. It's an old house.
0: Yeah, for the people at home, it looks like a, a 70s Rambler converted into a, a doomsday bunker during
2: like the Reagan years. Yeah, there it's are a, a lot, nice lot of room. cans, a lot of cans on the wall for those that can't see. It looks like a, a lot, lot of, cans of beanie beans. weenies. Those. You should eat something
0: else too. Like you should work some veggies into your can routine. I've got um. a sensitive stomach. I don't process
1: the
2: veggies. You know we um at some point in the season we need to talk about doomsday preppers. We do. That's. I um, don't think today's a day. I think we should probably prepare
0: for it. But we should prep for it. (laughs) But we can we can get to that subject. Um, for our newer listeners, um, we're a marathon podcast. You know we marathon. Ten movies of a similar subject, actor, whatever. This season, um, we're doing apocalypse movies, doomsday, end of the world. I think is the... end of the world. Yeah, was my pitch. Uh, we did the core last episode, um, and, and this time around, we're doing something a little a little different. So not not the core of the earth, but more of like, uh, what was it like an evil black hole thing? Um, like an evil entity threatening yeah, Mr. the world. Mister Shadow, Mister Shadow. <laughs> Who apparently is a guy. <laughs> yeah. So eventually we'll get
1: into that. But I have a lot yeah. of questions for you guys. And especially Jace. Because I know he's he's seen this movie like 10 times. I'm probably yeah. that. Let's be real. But uh, I've only seen this movie a couple times.
0: Yeah. And I've got a lot of questions.
1: I do And that's going to come uh, out.
2: <laughs> that's fine.
0: I think we'll have a spicy discussion today too. I think um, so. About this movie. And uh, this is also a classic too. Like this is... Um, I think one of the first cult movies i think we reviewed so far on this show um besides i guess the matrix i guess the matrix is kind of cult even though it's huge but this movie is something i think we all kind of grew up with it was kind of in our like cultural like hemisphere um
2: people talk about it a lot as iconic but, but what you guys yeah one of our most and even in our reviews today might be one of the most divisive movies that uh we've reviewed because very, yeah. very cult movie very campy but uh much like the other 90s movies review we've reviewed <coughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah a few things that, that are just like <laughs> you, you know okay yeah yeah
0: and i figured we would also you know probably have to delve into that uh too quite a bit um but before before we get into that ryan are you are you doing okay are you are you feeling are you feeling yeah, all right? I feel i'm feel i fine. Yeah.
1: So I yeah. went, I went all out today. Acted like I was normal today, but I had um, a little routine procedure on Thursday. So that's totally a few routine. days ago. Yeah, totally routine. Um, the doctor shoved a six foot long camera up my butt, <laughs> which I, uh, which they tell me happens all the time.
0: Yeah, uh, it's totally normal. There should be no stigma. Yes, um, and that's why. And I, actually, that's partially yeah. why I want to talk about. It. I haven't told you guys the story of what happened because I mean, the
1: story of what happened. It's a colon. So I had a colonoscopy. Yes. Um, and uh, just with me in general, nothing routine about a routine procedure like ever. <laughs> so it's always something that goes wrong and I find a way to turn into a story. Right. right. Uh, but yeah, it's I've had stomach, yeah I luck. Yeah. I've had stomach problems for years and I had my first colonoscopy 10 years ago when I was 18.
0: Jesus. I forgot yeah. about that. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, the, you know, the worst part is the cleanse, which yes. I did in the dorms in my shared bathroom with <laughs> oh,
2: 20 <Jesus>. other dudes. <laughs> You had yeah. multiple stalls, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. But it was no bueno. It was not fun. The all time uh, so battleships champion? Yeah. <laughs> I got your black well, on that we, stall. We were just playing Madden and like, <laughs> I was just going back and forth. But yeah, this time I did in the comfort of my own home. Was not, I mean, I think medical science has come up a little bit. The drugs are a little bit more uh, tolerable. They're just but, like
0: stronger. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> yeah, <it's>, well, <laughs> the time frame is and, compressed.
1: No, that's yeah. what I mean. It's like the time frame is com- compressed. <laughs> I was I was pooping for less time but it made up for it
0: in uh, intensity. What if they the, gave you a pill that allowed you to evacuate in 10 minutes just
2: get all I wouldn't do out it in 10 no way yeah. no Dude. way oh, you bust a valve from that would hurt so bad yeah you'd blow an o-ring yeah <laughs> <laughs> Jesus okay but yeah, yeah so so mm-hmm. getting
1: past the gross stuff um I had the procedure on Thursday. And I'm not good with surgeries or needles or blood or anything like that. Like I just talked, told you guys about, like my arm hurts from where apparently I bruised the IV thing, and that's making oh, me a little Jesus, nauseous. Yes. But so I go into this, to this, to this uh, clinic, and it's a, it's a colonoscopy clinic. Like that's all they do. Damn. Which is neat. It wasn't just like this freaking hospital, and they put me in some room, and their doctor was like, "Oh, where does this go?" It was like, <laughs> <laughs> "This is his. Oh only, yeah, we do those. This is his only job." You know, that was a relief, yeah. kind of. That's but good. They, yeah, yeah. They get me in the back room, and they they hook me all up and everything like that, and they go into the history. I've been having a lot of dental work recently, and I don't know if these things, these two things are related. What I'm not to say, but like, okay, the uh, I found that Novocaine and like Lidocaine or whatever. Doesn't really work as well on me. So I have to have about twice as much as everybody else. So normally what happens is it's maybe about six months or a year between my dental procedures. And my dentist kind of forgets. And so I remind him and I say, hey, yeah, remember like last time you had to give me a lot? Like I don't process it very well. And he's like, oh, well, we'll just start with the base amount. And if it doesn't, if you can feel it in the middle of the procedure, (laughs) we'll just give you some more. That happens every single time. Like, they never believe me. And um, so, I told the anesthesiologist, or the, I guess at this point, it was just the nurse, this, because they're all doping me up, or they're taping me up with the IV stuff. They're
2: doping me up.
1: (laughs) Well, they kind of, I don't know what, I have no idea at what point they start putting drugs in you, because they put the nose thing on me, too, so you can hear, or breathe oxygen. Yeah. And that got me, I was a little happy after that. That felt good. I like that. Um, But anyway, so I'm telling her, yeah, the last time I had a colonoscopy, it didn't go very well. And I I didn't wake up from the anesthesia. Oh, they had apparently you under like- it took me like two hours to wake up, and it's only supposed to take like forty minutes or something like that. We, we killed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so what? So I don't remember any of this. So this is all second or third hand information. Okay. But I was told that I didn't wake up for a long time, and it fucked the whole schedule up for the clinic. Because oh, God. the doctors or like the nurses, they're not supposed to leave you or like go on to the next patient if this right. one's not done and it's not done until I'm like coming out. Yeah. So it messed the whole schedule up. And they were everybody was kind of grumpy and like kinda short with me. Like <laughs> afterwards. Okay. <laughs> and I so I so I mentioned that. I was like, yeah, I uh didn't wake up last time. And they're like, what? So you're dead? <laughs> and like instantly like her reaction was not what I was expecting. <laughs> You know, like, I was to be like, when oh, okay, sometimes it happens. Too. She's like, excuse me? And, and so and so I was like, I got really worried. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> so I kind of told the story. And she's like, oh, okay, well, they start everybody with a standard dose. And then sometimes if they feel like you need more, they can put more in you. So maybe they felt like you needed more than that at some point and you just had to restart. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Okay. I get into the room and eventually they wheel you in. By the way, they don't ask your permission. They don't ask if you're ready when they start wheeling you in like yeah I, mean, I, I, I i want some like agency <laughs> i'm just laying on this bed the rails are up i can't go nowhere that's freaking me out man the rails are up
2: i can't you i don't know how to papers, put the rails man. down there's like a
1: trigger or something it is so like so i'm gonna really a little nervous and they wheel me into the room and the whole time i was kind of role-playing like a alien abduction kind of thing oh that's fun. yeah 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 i kind of make a little spike uh, yeah, yeah imagine
2: <laughs> and, what he's fucking going under if you put yourself in that mental state. That you you're, you're, That's a winning wow. headspace so for we're getting, anesthesia.
1: So I, I, I'm kind of role-playing this to all oh, alien abductions. I love UFOs and stuff. That's hilarious. Right. But uh, So I'm like, all right. they start wheeling me, and I start kind of freak out. And they get me to the operating room, and there's like metal pipes and like hoses like hanging from the ceiling. And there's like fluorescent lighting, and the, there's like doctors like huddling in the corner like, I can't hear what they're saying. I don't know. Maybe I can understand the language that they're speaking. And so I'm like, holy, this is like an alien abduction. Like, it like really started making me panic. And anyways, so (laughs) (laughs) I calmed down. And so I tell the doctor the same thing I told the nurse about the anesthesia last time. And he's like, what? Like the same reaction. And so so he explains, they start you with a standard dose. But for me, maybe they won't do so much. They'll do a little bit less than that. I was like, okay, whatever. They told me to roll on my side. They didn't do like a countdown or anything like that. They just, mm-hmm. I just was out. And I don't, I don't remember anything after that, except I woke up. Oh, in the middle of the procedure? During the procedure. Oh, my God. So the exact opposite of what happened the first time. You should have told him, Ryan. The lesser dose wasn't enough. So I woke up and I hear someone saying, Ryan, calm down, Ryan. Ryan, it's okay. Oh hey, you're okay. God. Right. And I, someone's hand comes in and puts it on my shoulder. I'm like, it's okay, Ryan. Hey, just breathe. Just take a oh deep breath. My and I'm like, God. I'm like, <laughs> and, then <laughs> I, I, and then, like, the fucking Matrix, like that scene where the guy, Neo, is like held down on the table by the agents and his mouth is like, you know, melted shut. And they hold the little thing, the little <laughs> shrimp, over his belly button. And it goes in his belly button. It was like that, but with my butthole. And I couldn't, I couldn't talk. I, I was like, I couldn't talk. And I feel this thing wriggling, like this long, like, snake thing, like, <laughs> oh, wriggling Jesus in my belly.
2: Christ.
1: And I feel something in my butthole. And, yeah. I, and I'm like, oh.
2: and like don't squeeze.
1: <laughs> and, and I hear, give, give him two. And that's all. And the numbers, like I remember them saying, "Give them." And they weren't like screaming or anything. They were calm. They were trying right, to like right. they're yeah. p- professionals. They just yeah, hard. yeah. And so yeah, and then I woke up in the other room, and they like ushered me out the door. I remember putting my shoes on, and then I remember them wheeling me out. <laughs> Get them the fuck out of here! But then I like <laughs> I was <laughs> hazy for the rest of the day.
0: Yeah. Oh my god, you like fucked up their whole day again. I probably. know, and that's the thing. It's like I shouldn't have said nothing,
1: <laughs> but I'm like scared <laughs> of like when I was sitting there in the bed, I was like yeah. Uh, you know, some people don't wake up. So this could be like my last few minutes.
0: So you should. So that's why you were like, "Give me half the dose." So yeah, I, I didn't say give me half, but up, I kind of implied like,
1: it. Like I don't want to yeah. die. Yeah. Then I Googled. understandable. I, I you know I put in this in the thing the into the little search algorithm. Mm-hmm. How often do people wake up during colonoscopies? And that didn't pop up, but what did <laughs> <laughs> was like uh, there's different types. Like you can get a half sedated, so you're like drugged but not yeah. asleep asleep. Oh, and some people don't believe in like sedation, really. Yeah. So uh,
0: some people do it non-sedated. So it's not like a big deal. Right. It was just right. really weird. Yeah, I mean, so... <laughs> I mean, first of all, Ryan, I'm glad you made it through and you woke up. Yeah. Um. Uh, but it's time to wake up now, for real. It's time what? to wake up, Ryan. Wake up, Ryan. <laughs> it's time to wake up, Ryan. <laughs> It'll be okay. This is your mother. <laughs> no, yeah,
1: and like th- so I don't want to mm-hmm. scare anybody off. And that's what right. I mean, is like... There wasn't any pain. Like, the worst thing that could happen is I think, really, you could wake up during your colonoscopy and take it from somebody. Like, it's not something to be scared of,
2: <laughs> right? Yeah, right. like, <laughs> I I would prefer to wake up two hours later and have the clinic. Yeah, I would too. Have like, uh, be a little upset. Be like, whatever. You got up in my butt. We're done here. <laughs> yeah. Versus like me waking up, be like, oh, they're like, don't push. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> you never want them to
0: go like oh shit oh what the fuck oh that's always never a good um yeah but like billy (laughs) club him (laughs) but they uh eventually apparently they
1: took biopsies or something so i'm like i'm a little sore right the old colon hurts and that's not something that you get to experience that often it's kind of weird it's kind of new yeah it's kind of a new type it's a new feeling i unlocked a new feeling
0: (laughs) well cool i mean uh that's that's terrifying ryan i don't want yeah like we don't want to dissuade anyone from getting colonoscopies no in fact i
1: think the opposite i'm take it from someone who's in their late 20s and has had two of them like do it like it's important colon cancer is like one of the leading causes
0: of death for men and women it's fucking horrific and uh you know if you if you grew up or uh if if you saw fifth element in theaters it's time Make, make that fucking schedule yeah that was our connection is that um yeah,
2: it's, it's about time, time
0: guys.
1: <laughs> you don't I have to wait till you're fine. forty or fifty. Yeah, I
2: have, have to know? get mine at thirty-five. Yeah, see, yeah. So it's already, it's already in the book. In yeah, the book. it's not bad.
1: It's not even a, it's not a surgery either. It's just, it's. I've like had a traveler's 100%. diarrhea
2: for two weeks. I, yeah, Jace, maybe cl- you want to. You can, <laughs> can cleanse my system. <laughs> just like be like, oh. I'll just he's go back to Mexico out? if I need yeah. to be clean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy's already cleaned out. He... Hey, this guy called. He said he's already cleaned out. We got room in the schedule today. We can do him today, really quick. No, okay. That's the other thing.
1: Is this is the fun people watching part? I was in the waiting room, and it's kind of a, the clinic is kind of a one way clinic. You come in the front door and ironically go out the back door. But like <laughs> when I was in the waiting room, some guy came into the lobby and was like, "Hey, I filled out this paperwork like weeks ago, and." I want, a, I want to be scheduled for a colonoscopy. Uh, like, I want a colonoscopy. And, and the woman at the desk is like, "Um, you have to be, like, diagnosed with a reason for one. It has to be, like, ordered by your doctor. And he's like, no, I filled the paperwork out with you. You have my information. Like, schedule me a colonoscopy. And she's like, well, it has to be cleared with the doctor. So let me get you a PA. And right. it has to fit with the doctor's schedule. So if you wait around here, I can, like, get someone to talk to you. And he's like, I can't wait. I have an appointment. It's like, What? Just these people <laughs> the type of person who would come into a clinic demand an appointment and then say they can't schedule an appointment because they have an appointment it's just it. <laughs> some people are just are just all vibes you right know. and like I, I i also he's trying to say it's like that this clinic's fault that he that he doesn't have an appointment already when right. like I've seen him try to make an appointment and he does not do well. So I don't believe him whatsoever. That it was the clinic's fault. <laughs> like, <laughs> so you get a lot of, I think they're probably relieved to have like a dude in his twenties who's just chilling. Yeah. And everyone else is like really kind of high strung up. Like people are really nervous in there. And I'm just like,
0: Hey, what's going on? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's good to hear. And, uh, you know, I've seen a bunch of colonoscopies. Yeah. you the other end, literally. Yeah, the other end. Um, I've had the other end, too. Um, yeah, you, I've have, had an EGD. you have had one? Yeah, I've had, like, the EGD where it goes down your throat. Oh, Check uh, oh, out my stomach. Jesus. um, That one isn't bad either, guys. Um, It was weird when they had me put in, like, a mouthpiece that held my mouth open with, like, a hole in it for this camera. <laughs> and they were like, just hold this in your mouth real quick. And I was still conscious, and I was like, I don't like this, guys. Uh, I just, <laughs> just put me out before this. Yeah, Julie's like um, that. But... but it was fine uh it, totally like like you said ryan same same experience except i just woke up um yeah. but like i've i've seen a bunch of colonoscopies just shadowing um i had that i was shadowed that doctor who was like claimed to be the fastest colonoscopy doer in the region <laughs> um he would like knock them out in like 10 minutes or something insane uh and then he would be like all right next one let's go let's go kid and we do like 30 in one day that's insane um, but just seeing like various people, various ages, various body types, uh, get colonoscopies without a hitch—it's not a big deal, guys. Yeah. So just why not? I mean, you sh- just you should just get if you if you, if, it's, if it's time. And apparently, you can just walk in and demand them. It's drive-through. They they do drive-throughs. <laughs> uh, so uh, th- thank you for sharing, right? You're a hero. Yeah, I do what I can. And. I hope. Uh, I hope it all. It all turns out. Have you gotten the results back? Or, they told. Or anything they didn't yet. say there
1: was no alarming because they don't. Talk, they don't talk to you anymore. Right. They. They called Julie. <laughs> <What>? I was <laughs> unconscious, so they, there's no point in telling me what the results were. But that's <laughs> another thing too. I'm frustrated. You have with. to it's remember. was like, like Julie's like, yeah, they didn't say anything. I was like, no, like literally, what did they say? Like they said you were fine. I was like, but what does that mean? Like I want to know the words they used.
2: And well, they don't have a biopsy right away of the. Well, yeah, but like. The it's the
1: different hearing it from a doctor being like doctor saying we didn't find anything abnormal your colon yeah. presents as that of a healthy 28-year-old male versus your wife just being like yeah you're fine
0: <laughs> there's two
1: different <laughs> levels of you're fine that I'm looking for don't don't tell him about the gremlins
0: yeah the gremlins don't,
2: don't tell him about the butt gremlins
0: we always tell the partner about the butt gremlins um they live up there they're super angry well isn't
1: that um, something too sometimes they'll be like don't tell him he only has three days to live, <laughs> let
0: him live. Like, let him do you want thing. to tell him and julie's like no let him live his life he's got a podcast scheduled the butt gremlins are gonna burst out of his fucking colon like alien in about three days um just take him to the park guys my know, show him a good day. <laughs> so that's why we uh julie called us we booked this podcast we have the video going um and we're gonna hopefully get this on air <laughs> We, we are live, live episode. Uh, i can't wait to edit this in a couple days um so with that um, yeah that's a good segue yeah oh it's good set good Great segue, segue. um to the f- <laughs> to the fifth element uh so jace this was your pick obviously it's i guess it's going to be your synopsis before oh, uh, before shit, we get fuck. into it yeah. um uh, but before you know, do you want to say a little about like why you you picked this movie? Like what spoke to you in terms of like the disaster and like the dooms concept?
2: Yeah, I'm. You know, as Ryan said, end of the world was the uh, was the choice, and I was uh, I was looking for movies that were a bit more. I was looking post apocalyptic that didn't really focus on end mm-hmm. of the world before I um you know took that kind of quite literally and realized hmm the fifth element is technically about the end of the universe it technically is and um, and potentially the destruction of earth uh so you know we'll have a bit more conversation about i think the movie in a few minutes here but
0: yeah and uh, jace when you first pitched it i was like fifth out like what the fuck like that's not a doomsday movie but then i look at the uh plot imdb and wikipedia the first line is literally like based on the survival of Earth mm-hmm. uh, from an impending destruction. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, fuck. All right. I mean, this is only just, I guess it's zooming in on one specific aspect of the solution. But it's, the Earth is still is still under
2: fire, guys. And there was a literal meteor yeah. <laughs> heading to the Earth at the end of the movie. When I think about this movie compared to the core, you know, the, the problem, the theme of the problem, motif, what's a motif? What does motif mean? <laughs> I don't think anyone knows what motif. Does means. anyone yeah. know what motif means? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's made up. <laughs> uh, you know, the theme is like kind of the same. Yeah. World ending. World ending. Very, very different. Insane solution. Uh, <laughs> way to get to solving the problem, I
0: guess. Y- yeah. Yes, I, I, I would say so. Up, uh, so Jace, do you want to give like a, a synopsis, uh, just like a loose retelling? What, like refresh people's memories, just yeah. kind of like what the deal is with this. Yeah, movie.
2: the fifth element. If if you if you uh if I front load this with a little bit of detail, mm-hmm. there's an evil comes back every five thousand years. Evil An alien race has found the way found a way to stave off that evil by using the, the powers of the the five elements. Water, earth. earth, air. Was it fire air? Fire. I fucked up the I think the fire air. Yeah, those are the elements. The the five elements, they stave it off. Uh at some point, these these stones that represent the five elements have to be moved off world because the human race is a piece of shit essentially and we get time cut very early in this movie to 300 years later
0: yeah goddamn
2: uh to uh to the impending evil is coming back and through a bunch of uh i'll just say now space opera hijinks sometimes literally Some yeah we end up stopping uh mr shadow the the end of all life as we know it and averting the end of the world
0: and there you have it folks and honestly it's they're very vague about kind of the premise. They kind of say like one sentence and then you're just kind of being like, okay, like there's a fucking evil. You have, it's to, coming. You have to like yeah. accept it for its face value. Yeah. Right. And I guess we can, we can start by maybe discussing like with Jace outline the premise. Oh, because I've like, got we,
1: questions.
0: I, I, we do too. And it's, it's not very clear, is it? No. And that's something that I think this
1: movie doesn't do well is that if they wanted to make a soft sci-fi movie like have a lot of the questions end with i don't know as the answer like whereas this there was always an answer and they didn't want to be too sci-fi there's some mysticality to it um Mm -hmm. but there was always an answer (laughs) and the the answer had it couldn't be complicated it had to be super simple when you could just be like i really don't know there's a lot of stuff we don't understand (laughs) right Yeah. yeah that'd be that'd be fine but i don't understand the enemy so the whole time like, the, the alien race knew it was just a ball of energy?
0: <laughs> it's a ball. Yeah.
1: Yeah? It, well, the way they explain it was... And every, its bi- name was Mr. Shadow. Like, it took on, like, an anglicized an
2: version <laughs> of, a, okay. of, a,
1: of a proper introduction. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to be fair, it was two people that called him Mr. Shadow. That's true. It was... Um, right, yeah. Jean-Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. Thank you. <laughs> and his secretary.
0: Yeah, and I think that was just a projection, right? Because the premise is the three planets go into eclipse every 5,000 years and opens a black hole, releasing, quote-unquote, the great evil, which manifests as just this lava ball in space, yeah. right? Um, oh. This lava ball is, like, invincible. And what I appreciated in this movie, they did the disaster movie approach, um, which is try to immediately blow it up with nukes, which I, I definitely appreciated yeah. in the Fuck movie. Fuck yeah, U.S. military. Yeah. <laughs> They shot, like, a hundred nukes at it, and the priest was like, no, don't do that. It's going to make it get bigger. And they're like, fuck you. And then if it, it, they blow it up, and it gets, like, twice as big. And they're like, ah, oh, beans. And they die. And that's, like, a very disaster movie uh, thing in there. Try and nuke it. Yeah, but... You know way that works.
1: I don't understand. It, it was this bad entity right. only going to destroy Earth? Because uh, it, so, it, so, cause, yeah. cause it came up in our solar system, and it was headed right for Earth. Was it just going to go around the universe? Why did those other the other okay. race care so much?
2: It's so for whatever reason, and I want to put Deep this breath, out yeah. here now, <laughs> this movie's very satirical. And I think the the choice is that, yeah, it's weird that within a pyramid on Earth is the place of light that this thing needs to stand at to end all life. But it was just oh. uh it was just a specific choice by the director for the story to have the location of conflict beyond earth
1: okay so it would spread because like the guy reading the hieroglyphs the hieroglyphs seem to have it incorrect then because he says
0: oh if it gets here it'll spread chaos and
1: it's like some people dying um no it won't it be way worse than that
0: yeah it's because it's supposed to eradicate all life in the universe okay multiple I alien so that species that was one of my big yeah. my, my big question and then earth was just the central point because it was happening there like jay said yeah, yeah. okay and so the the concept is, you know, you have these four elements that are represented in stones, and then you have this fifth, quote unquote, perfect being, a, a humanoid, um, who is going to combine with these stones and create a mega laser, a super weapon that will eradicate the evil and stave it off for maybe another five thousand years. I think it sounds like there's like a cycle or Just something. Just another five thousand impo- years.
1: Yeah. Because it gets generated by the eclipses.
0: Oh. There we have it. It's it's airtight, guys. Uh and then what what I appreciated too is like like what we mentioned, uh like the character of Zorg, played by Gary Oldman, was like he was first of all, he was great, as expected. Um I love that he also hates this movie and <laughs> really he said he phoned he phoned it in, but he did so good. Um and his interactions with Zorg are fucking hilarious. Cause they like scan the evil and they're like, It's making a collect call. <laughs> like he calls this motherfucker on the phone, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, did you get those rocks <laughs> that I super need?"
1: Yeah, I appreciated that difference versus the core, where the the whales apparently made a phone call, and that really didn't make
2: sense. Well, we've got an interesting theme with collect calls being dialed in in our movies from so entities. Far.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, I I want to draw another connection between the two movies. Yeah. What do you think happened more? They said the name of this movie in this movie? Or they oh. said the name of the core in the core. <laughs> oh Jesus. Probably okay. this one. I think I, objective. It's like, oh she's the fifth, fifth element. element. Doom, doom, doom. <laughs> and then like, oh, if we have four elements and we get one, what would that extra one be called? I'm the fifth element. All I think the
0: f- time, every 10 minutes. Functionally it has to be the core though, right? Because they're talking about the this core. Look the at the core. The
1: core. I the think core
0: is approaching. They said the inner core and the outer core. Or the Earth's core. A lot. So it doesn't count unless they say the core? Yeah.
2: Yeah, because they didn't, weren't saying the movie name, you know. All right, fine. Well, I, I, Unless I they were going, the middle core. The, <laughs> wait, the <laughs> middle
0: core. <laughs> the core. The middle of the core. Uh, this movie, they, they did say the fifth element at four minutes, 30 seconds. I oh. did have a timer going oh, off the bat. you did count. Because I was like, I bet these, I mean, I bet these dudes are going to say the movie title. I feel like these types of movies that, I mean, it kind of edges. I think it is dadcore. They say the movie title a lot in dadcore yeah. movies. Yeah, um, I think that was
2: the point. Again, like, I think a, a great portion of this movie is is satirical. And mm-hmm. you have Bruce Willis just being an absolute copy of his diehard character. Yeah. <laughs> and being completely understanding of that. And then them being like, the fifth element. Yeah. I
0: appreciated that humor uh, right off the bat, too, starting with the Egypt scene, um, wh- where they're the uh, the famous Aziz Light line and all those those gags and the aliens showing up. Um, it's a goofy movie. One thing that bummed me out, though, is that the one alien that got fucking stuck in the tomb. Like, what's he—they didn't yeah. even show him again. Why did his <laughs> I, homies just leave him? He's like, oh, it's fine, guys, just go. <laughs> He's like walking just at like this like very leisurely pace and the priest's like, No, dude, hurry the fuck up. Like you need you could you could make it through the door. Time does like, not it,
2: matter, only life. Take this yeah. key in my finger.
0: <laughs> and not even like a oh fuck, my hand just got crushed scream from the other side of the door. Yeah,
1: and uh his friends weren't like Hey, maybe we should check to see if the dude with the key that will stop the end of the universe got out of that room that
0: automatically closes when gunfire like, yeah. happens nearby. Hey, did Jeff Did Jeff make it out? Uh, let's do a head count real quick. Um, no, Jeff. I don't All see right. Jeff. Let's Jeff's just get out, out of here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's signed the paychecks now? It was just... They had a very little regard for for their own lives with each other, despite saying that they care a lot about life. Also, how, how do they be. become
1: so powerful in the universe if they can only walk at, like, the pace of a snurdle... A snurtle? <laughs> that's a snail turtle. <laughs> a
0: it's it's in the universe. That yeah. exists in the universe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Snurtles. It's well I mean, it's it's a standard um, attack damage tank build, I think, where uh it's it's not much mobility, but they can absorb a lot of damage. Well, well no, snurdles. they
2: can't. Their their ship got shot like twelve times. Yeah, and that's and another thing I want to bring out. up. How infinity. did they
1: how have they been guarding <laughs> the universe for thousands of years in this giant interdimensional spaceship and have never been attacked by two of the tiniest freaking ships I've ever seen in my life. Hey,
2: yeah, these guys are idiots. What, I, do you have the same problem with fucking Star Wars? Piece of shit? Yeah. Well, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that thing, the, the Death Star was did, way bigger than this ship.
1: Did you guys like the string of like stoplights at the edge of what the galaxy or something that the no, ship it, had to pull up to like
2: the edge of universe the universal federation space i did actually like, like that you know how like, big
1: space is
0: <laughs> and the yeah. ship came to a stop like those ships are going hundreds of thousands of miles an hour they're not just going to come to a stop listen it's like te- technology beyond our comprehension it's probably it a works, works program to put like stop signs every couple light years just to, you know, kind but of have like,
2: to fix the problem. They Yeah, so the <laughs> three dimensional aspect of too. that but I think they do that in Star Trek too. Like on the edge of Federation space. Yeah, stuff, Star they, Trek's they have, for like, nerds though. Star Trek
0: has beacons that they put on the edge of Federation Space and to mark, you know, so they don't go it's into That's Exactly space, what so. we had here. So this is hard sci-fi, folks. Just just as hard as Star Trek. Um do you guys <laughs> since we're talking about the evil briefly, uh, do you guys like the cherry choking scene with Gary Oldman? Um, no. gl- <laughs> It was so bizarre. I, 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 it did get a laugh out of me. But this dude, like, is doing the evil monologue <laughs> and just starts dying. <laughs> he put the, did he put the cherry in the cup? A cup of water, yeah. He, yeah, and he slammed his drink. And then this dude is, like, begging for the Heimlich in front of the priest. Who, who was in an f- interesting ethical scenario. Yeah. He, I mean, he he was like... He could have just like let him fucking die and and just movie end right there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, should have. he did the right thing. No, Probably he didn't. should have. What? He didn't I do mean, the right he, thing.
0: He Look, he's a man of the cloth. He can't take a life. Dude, if you're in a room
1: with Elon Musk and that dude is choking <laughs> on a cherry...
0: <laughs> yeah. Look, I didn't put the cherry in his glass, but if he was already choking, is that murder uh, if I don't save him? I, that's why I'm not learning the Heimlich.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Listen... I'm not a boy scout. I'm not a priest. I don't have any moral compass guiding me towards saving your life. But it is kind of fucked up to watch you choke to death. It's Yeah. It's kind of unsettling. There that's Wait.
1: the side note. There is an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia that literally happens. <laughs> Frank starts choking at the at dinner and everybody just sits there and watches and it's like, <laughs> "Come on. Come
0: on. <laughs> Does
2: the waiter come and save him." And then something like that. For, yeah. Frank completely disowns everybody in the group
0: wait ryan is it ethically sound if you okay for example you don't give the heimlich right and someone you want to die is choking and you you don't do it but you purposely didn't learn the heimlich in anticipation for an event like this so you can legally say i have no idea how to medically administrate this life-saving intervention So, um, and, your, but I your purposely question, didn't learn it. Your,
1: yeah. your question is directed at me. Oh, and right. You're so, saying, okay. do you know if they, there's <laughs> no, no. ethics here? And I, there's some implication that I would know whether or not something is ethical when this just came from my brain. <laughs> like,
0: uh, okay. Let's just let's remove this from the law. Um, just just generally, do you guys think that's that'll hold up? Yeah. Uh, if if I say uh, I, I purposely didn't learn yeah, this, yeah, I don't want that responsibility. I don't want to put someone's someone's life in my hands. So we could we could plant cherries. It's just, I'm just saying it's an assassination. Oh, if you uh, plant viable. cherry
1: ch- cherry trees, Was that what you were yeah, okay, so
0: <laughs> you you flood the market with cherry drinks. Um, mm. So it's all very indirect. You assassinating this guy? I think as long as you're not like purpose like hiding stuff in their food. Okay, okay, I think this I is made sound, you I, this nice cherry compote. Don't choke. Be careful. <laughs> so if uh if like a terrible person chokes on a cherry just like fbi like i didn't fucking do anything just uh, i just want to like make that super clear right now yeah so I do anything yeah Churries all right me. we just we just took a brief break uh ryan did you get a chance to ask julie uh the ethical question what did she, she was talking to her mom and
2: i was oh, like there's she... no way <laughs> don't want ask that question right then <laughs> nope. do you guys think uh, <laughs> uh
0: i guess for this 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 next portion, um, I do want to to kind of bring up. We kind of talked about this off air too, but like the director, writer, you know, producer guy of this movie, Luke Besson, has some pretty chilling allegations against him, um, from multiple women, mm. and also has an extremely troubling history of, I guess, like literal pedophilia, uh, marrying a sixteen-year-old that he knew since he was twelve, um, amongst other things that was. it's just it casts i didn't know about this like before with this with this movie growing up watching it and it casts a pretty long shadow for me on the rewatch
1: yeah for Um, me like not knowing the specifics but knowing in general about his reputation like mm -hmm. the now even in 2022 movies that do shit like bruce willis kissing the girl who's slipping like
0: jesus yeah Yeah. oh
1: Stuff that, like that. I mean, at least the character was like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. That's a huge step up from uh, freaking... The, what, what's the Matthew McConaughey movie that I hated? That we all oh, hated? Oh,
0: uh, Ghost of Girlfriend's Past. Ghost of Girlfriend's Pass. Yeah. But I don't think that still excuses it because he still ends well, up... Well, doesn't excuse it. Like together with, with her and he's, he's kind of rewarded for it. No, his, right. And that's when, yeah, one like, thing
1: I mean is like the yeah. character wins in the end. And this isn't a movie
0: that's seeking
1: to punish male characters for overstepping their bounds. <laughs> for anything. and <laughs> yeah. uh So therefore, let's leave out male characters overstepping their bounds.
0: Yeah, it's... I mean... That plagued this movie uh, for me on the rewatch, and even just divorced from that entirely. Um, you know, I was watching this with Amber, who's who's never seen this movie before at all. Like never even heard of it. And it was like, I think the first interaction Bruce Willis has with Lilu. Her first reaction was like, ew, I don't fucking like this movie. i'm I'm out. <laughs> like what? just um, I mean, first of all, Mila Jovich, who I think does a decent job in this movie was twenty one. And Bruce Willis is in his, what, mid-40s in this movie. And right off the get, there's a really weird, like, father figure slash lover vibe that I'm not jiving with in this movie. Yeah, Um, that's just classic
1: Hollywood, though. Like, they refuse to cast any woman that's not in her 20s or really teens through, you know, maybe 30, 32. And with a similarly aged man who's in his 30s, like, it always had to be someone who was young. And that's just I didn't know she was that young, but like, then again, I didn't know Anne Hathaway was that young when she started. So, yeah, yeah it's just kind of the weird. Other... I, I do get, I do, it's kind of weird vibes, but that didn't bother me as much because he was, I didn't like Bruce Wilson's character. I was, at least mm-hmm. I wasn't looking up to him. Yeah. Rather, as like in the Matthew McConaughey movies, when he's hooking up with 20 year old girls, he's like, Oh, look at how cool Matthew McConaughey is!
0: But I feel like Bruce Willis is portrayed as this kind of badass alpha male, right? Because yeah. think about like how but he's a impotent. Loser.
2: Yeah, I don't I think mean, anybody's I... supposed to look up to him. Yeah, he's nobody wants shitty his life. piece. Of, he's a shitty piece of shit military man. That's mm-hmm. like literally, I'm a meat stick. Yeah, false. I'm a meat stick. There, if you if you view everything under the contextualization that he's a piece of shit because he kissed her even though he says, I should not have done that, and she says, you should not ever do that without my permission, then it kind of cascades downwards, and I think it it becomes a lot more negative. To me, I hope he's so. a satirical yeah. bad guy that is not the type of person you should be.
0: You're kind of you an be. anti-hero? Yeah, that is that is the vibe, um, but just the fact that he is like, so manly and potent compared to the other men in this movie yeah i think that, it's, it's kind of like, like a <laughs> yeah. toxic
1: masculine in some ways it, and, it totally the is problem, yeah. the problem the the reason i agree with you a lot of it is because i think the problem with toxic masculinity is they don't realize that it's bad <laughs> like yeah. if they were like oh this people society isn't like this i'm not a good person but i'm gonna do it anyways it'd be different but uh people who may agree with Bruce Willis, would not see his character in a bad light, even though I do. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So that's one thing we always come back to this, is does the movie know that this character is bad? And in this movie, especially with the director's history, like, it's hazy, and I could totally see one little thing... If maybe yeah. the mood or the, you know, the tone of the scene was different. It could swing it one way or the other. Or maybe someone's just preconceived notions of what it's like or who they're watching the movie with would totally change their view on it.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, one thing to note, though, is like the director of this movie, you know, who was in his 40s. Uh, you know, I mentioned that he married a 16 year old and then she was 20 around this time of this movie. He left her for Mila Jovovich um, when during this when this was filmed. Uh, she was 21 and he was like again in his mid 40s um yeah. i do think his like weird like perverted eyes are all over this movie oh I absolutely mean, first,
1: oh i totally agree
0: but like i don't like, think viewing the movie in a vacuum would make me feel that way i mean i felt i, I did feel that a bit on my end because like the first thing that happens when mila jovic is regenerated out of the hand which was a cool scene um, was like one of the men are just like, I would like to booga. take a few pictures yeah. for science, yeah. oh, of course. Totally and I'm like, oh, Jesus. I Christ. do think and that was that played that for those laughs, characters like... were.
1: Yeah, it was played for laughs, but I think those characters were losers. Like the, the movie obviously displayed them as being losers who had never seen a woman before. And that was, my, I, I still think it wasn't good, anyways, but like mm-hmm. it was ridiculous. It was over the top. But I don't think that part was in a vacuum would, would be problematic.
0: It's just like I felt like every scene where someone's interacting with Lilu it was always about how hot she was and how perfect she I was. Agree. that was
2: weird, yeah. Yeah, I just learned about the um, Born Again, Born Yesterday, perf? Born Sexy Yesterday. Oh. <laughs> well, so yeah. born, the Born Sexy Yesterday um, is a common, I'm just straight off of film inquiry, top Google, mm-hmm. Born Sexy Yesterday is the common sexual fantasy depicted in films and television shows around female characters that exude sex appeal. But other than their physical aesthetic, they mimic the behaviors, intelligence, and attitudes of young children. Oh, um, so thank so, you. That's what so, I was. Yeah. So we, we we do get that because they went through. So yeah, I'm 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 in a in a weird place because I really enjoyed this and yeah, I really I enjoyed too, this like, movie, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't take the. Um, you had mentioned what the director did, but I kind of viewed it in a vacuum, just because. Mm-hmm. Um for better or for worse for me, understanding that uh, people can make a product uh, and then be absolute entire pieces of shit. Like, I think probably most everybody in Hollywood's a piece of shit, so maybe we should be more critical. Um, but I kind of just, mm-hmm. for yeah, better or for worse, yeah. for worse, probably for worse, I don't, I I kind of ignore the, the, the pre-existing, oh, the director was a piece of shit, he was doing this piece of shit things. Um, but yeah, so for this movie, it was like, they were trying to balance it with... it. One, totally fails the Bechdel test. but They were trying yeah. to balance, like, she's the supreme being. Apparently, yeah. in his movies, he puts in this one dominant female role very often, which he did in this movie with, with Lilu. But, like, trying to balance the, the naivety of the born sexy yesterday with the, oh, she speaks a different language. Uh, She came out of being reconstructed supremely intelligent, and she can watch the A to Z history of the earth and memorize everything almost instantaneously in that regard in 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 regards to what we're talking about it's kind of like kind of troubling kind of weird
0: no i i agree and i didn't actually know about that trope that you mentioned either and i want to be clear too like you know, I'm not trying to call out people who who enjoy this movie because there's a lot yeah, to enjoy. Yeah. Like I, you know, I enjoyed this growing up, and there was even on the rewatch, I was like, "Oh, that's fucking cool!" Like this is sweet. Um, but I just, I did at least want to mention that just because it did trouble me on the rewatch. Mm-hmm. And that's like, something that directors
1: um, are responsible for a lot too. Is like he is responsible for the overall tone of how things are displayed and mm-hmm. a different. Even if he had written the story, but a different director might have. Done Mm. this in a better way or like more acceptable way to where like there wasn't such a creepiness factor. I did catch a lot of the creepiness stuff, but to me, well, let's take the band aid off right now. I didn't like this movie and I never really have. It mostly stems from me watching in bits and pieces with Jace and never watching the whole thing. So this movie is so tonally all over the place that it was hard Mm -hmm. for me to connect the dots. And watching it, it definitely is better watching it when sitting. But I think, for me, I like my movies, even if they're campy and ridiculous. I like my movies, I'm saying. I like mm-hmm. movies that are, <laughs> uh, like, totally consistent. And yeah. ca- I can kind of say, oh, I'm going to watch this movie because it has this vibe. And this is vibe is what I'm looking for. And it's hard for me to do that with this movie. And so I was kind of just lumping all those criticisms in with the stuff I didn't like about this movie. And I was – because I know Jace loves this movie. So I was – this time I was really looking for – Number one, like real criticisms that I could bring up, maybe that I just didn't understand as well as he did or things I liked about the movie and I, when we could talk about. And so I kind of everything kind of went in this other box and the creepiness with the director was kind of in the otherness box. I did write down like, what, have they never seen a woman before? And yeah. so I so I caught
0: on to it. But yeah, I didn't really dwell on it too much. Yeah, this movie was divisive, you know, when it came out too. Um, that's kind of what made it a cult hit is that it's very vibey you know, and, and some people hated it and some people really loved it. And that was the thing when it came out, um, even, but like, yeah, it just, it's a, such a big part of the movie is Lilu and her kind of, I guess, infantilization. Um, and I did feel like for a lot of the scenes, you know, despite her, you know, with the exception of like her action scenes or where she's shown to be capable, um, she was kind of treated like an object. And I feel like a lot of the women in this movie, actually every woman besides Lilu, were treated as a, either a sex object or a butt of a joke, you know, besides the one quote-unquote ugly woman that was like supposed to be pushed on Bruce Willis. And and that part was just, I mean, this is obviously the 90s, but it's it's just like a splash of water in my face when I when I see shit like this. And kind of the first, first line when Bruce Willis is introduced, you know, he's like, oh yeah, that's why I'm single because of that quote-unquote two-time and slut that left me. And like, I can't find the perfect woman. And like, that's, you know, shit like that, whether or not it's, it's intended a certain way. It does come off a certain way into the audience. You know, audiences will internalize that and be like, yeah, I want to be fucking Bruce Willis. Like, women suck. And besides this one woman who shows up and she's perfect. Um, And, like, just having that right there. Uh, it fucking bummed me out. Fuck. Like it just, I, and I didn't even, you know, register this, I guess, growing up and then watching it with adult eyes.
1: Yeah. It's like Um, rewatching SpongeBob and identifying with Squidward. Like (laughs) the whole experience is different as an adult too. We're blind to a lot of like the director's attempts to make us, um, identify with a certain character when Mm -hmm. we're kids and
0: we kind of write that character off. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But one thing I do want to talk about, too, is just, you know, Mila Jovovich, I guess, outside of this context, if we can. Like, what would you guys think of kind of her role? Like, you know, she did kind of go all in on the fake language, which I thought was pretty valiant. I don't know whether or not it totally worked. What would you guys kind of think with that? She's fine.
1: I thought that it was just a standard role. Like, she didn't—a lot of it was physical, You know, um, she didn't have to display a huge emotional range, and she didn't have to give a performance where she was a believable human being, which sometimes is helpful, I guess, uh, for selling a character. So there's not really much to say. I, I think it's she was just kind of a she did fine. Don't get me wrong; like I liked her performance, but it's nothing really to talk about too much because I can't be like, yeah, she did a really good job. She totally sold alien from another planet that has never been existed
0: before i don't know i don't have a frame of reference yeah i think i think i liked her in the role like um because this was i think one of her first performances and i think she kind of sold like i mean some of this some of the shit they're asking her to do is pretty ridiculous (laughs) like just some of her reactions her pounding on the glass and just shouting this like crazy language like that's hard to sell as an actor i'd feel pretty fucking uncomfortable (laughs) trying to pull that off um so i think i have to give like some credit uh some credit there
2: so the um, the note from the uh, the note from trivia is that because she had already spoken four languages, her and the director developed some four hundred words for the language.
0: Oh shit! So it's some an actual basic words,
2: yeah. So it was it was akin to you know them coming up with Dothraki in yeah. in Game of Thrones, coming up with like whether or not an actual linguist was involved, coming up with some words to make it so that in the scenes where she's speaking, I guess to, to them it meant something.
0: Holy shit! Wait, so f- a four hundred word language? I mean, that means I mean we could probably learn it and do a, a podcast episode in, <laughs> well, in fifth element. It's even. like,
2: hello, how are you? Maybe maybe I'm not conjugate verbs. <laughs> I drank coffee.
1: Like that's yeah. ten words already. So it, this is not very complicated. I think it, it's more to yeah. give the character like confidence in saying their lines. I think because they would know right. what type of emotion they're trying to express, mm-hmm. um, rather than it's like trying to make a workable language because all you have to do is write a script and
2: then yeah.
0: make up fake words for those words that character would have said in the other language like yeah because i was thinking man because i didn't know that it was an actual language because i was like if she's just speaking gibberish right now right? like yeah. that's fucking good like <laughs> she didn't repeat any noise um that's cool though shit i mean that's i think a plus side with this movie i do feel like they built a world like um the aesthetic i think that's the strongest, strongest cool. part of this movie yeah,
1: yeah I, I, think, I, I didn't agree at the beginning, but by the end of the movie, I thought the world building was good.
2: We're, we're, we are literally talking about the movie that had the biggest budget in history for, for set building and for, really. So the, the budget for this movie was $90 million. But like, you know, the sets on this movie are insane. They're huge. Yeah. The hotel, uh, one, I love the backdrop for New York, the CGI for the flying cars and, uh, it, it really, above all else, the set design and the detail that went into those and in the aliens really made this, as far as a, like a space opera goes, it made me feel feel connected.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like that shit was fucking cool. Like the cityscapes and shit. Um, one, I love like a cool futuristic apartment scene where, you know, the main character wakes up and just has, like, a bunch of shit around him that he interacts with. Like, I feel like they fused the goofiness of this world <laughs> into that scene well, or had, like, the stop-smoking cigarettes, and, like, all the drawers that, like, move in and out, and the gags that are associated with those. Um, I, I think the, I the like strongest that, yeah. part of the world-building is how they tied it into our current world. Um, hmm. The My favorite
1: part was the cigarettes that are 80% filter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's <laughs> that's, like, a, that's fun, a clever Larry. joke that's never, you know, said verbally. But... This suffers from the same problems that plagued like Ridley Scott's early movies, is that taking the technology of the day and then placing it 300 years in the future in this supposedly futuristic world but never inventing your own technology is going to not age well. So (laughs) the technology looks more primitive than what we have now, but it's supposed to happen 280 years in the future. And for that reason, and it's very, very obvious and there's explicit references to blade runner right and the problem is is blade runner did everything better (laughs) and the kind of the prop that i mean you can do these huge budget cgi things and blade runner didn't do that it he's walking around on the ground and he's poor so he doesn't really have a flying car so he's looking up and in this one he's a cabbie he's poor but he's still flying around in a flying car and so the vibe is different and the I know that it was on purpose that the director wanted to make like a light, fun universe, where Blade Runner the director wanted to make a dark, sad universe. And so yeah. it's different takes, but it's obviously inspired. And there's even one scene where she comes out of the shower in his apartment and the freaking piano line from Blade Runner starts playing. Oh, you
0: get the right really? the the Blade Runner blues
1: or yeah. whatever. The... <laughs> it's literally yeah. like starts playing over the uh or it's temp music at least like mm-hmm. and so i don't know for for that reason like blade runner is such an important movie to me that i was kind of was like god damn it i was kind of wish i was watching blade
2: runner right. a lot of set a lot of the set pieces and designs from this were later used in star wars and star wars oh, is yeah. some of people's favorite movies yeah. so it's like it's all very, very comic, you know, stuff. It, it, like stuff
1: in it. i recognize it right it, yeah. it's it's all very like um it's melded into our current canon for sci-fi well but i don't think that this tone at least in the setting does it for me i think the world Mm -hmm. was fine but like
0: yeah i don't know yeah no that's you know it is a very specific tone too and if you're not down with it like it doesn't work you know (laughs) but like uh it was a bit cartoony i think on purpose um i don't know if that's kind of like a a french like aesthetic thing because i remember watching this at first my dad kind of explained to me he was like yeah this is made in europe the different sensibility it's gonna be kind of goofy and weird yeah <laughs> uh and, and uh there's like you know fight scenes where lilu like slaps a guy in the face and does like a looney tunes like like um and there's all these gags uh bruce willis just casually kills like a bunch of generals in the freezer <laughs> um it's they just all, like they all survived you think, they, yeah. did they, yeah, they, think oh, they yeah, did. They, they, did. The, they, they, they came out. they in the movie later on, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, I guess they have the regenerating uh, technology. But, yeah, that
2: was super fun. <laughs> I, I love <laughs> that bit. Like, and he's yeah. like, oh. <laughs> he's like, oh, shit. It's like forgetting <laughs> like, wow. leftovers that you have in the fridge. <laughs> <You're> like,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and to speak more on the aesthetic, too, like the alien designs, I thought were sick. I liked the weird golden egg uh, boys that showed up in the beginning um i thought that was an interesting choice and then um the diva scene i thought that was like pretty captivating um who uh fun fact is portrayed by uh, Luke blue first wife she uh she was the blue alien Woof. like yeah see that's man, one but... thing is,
1: is his fingers a little too much in the pot like uh,
0: yeah it's, it's,
1: it's, it's kind of weird the
0: yeah the scene was good. We don't I talk mean, about that. <laughs> yeah, like the I liked the the opera and the weird like fucking dance music that came on and the fight interplay. See, I think this the, is the my end, biggest like... disconnect.
1: Is that was yeah. that's my least favorite part of the movie.
0: Yeah, I really you don't didn't like
2: the action scene. The, uh, the Action scene or... itself
1: maybe was okay, but like I didn't like it inter- intersposed with that music. I didn't really understand what was going on. I didn't like the opera singing music. I didn't yeah. understand why everybody's minds were fucking blown by this opera performance when it was just like a rather typical opera performance. And they was flew an out alien. there specifically
2: for it. Like, <laughs> it's it's not like they're like, Bruce Willis was like, what? Well, so, I mean, I, th- I feel like, and get me wrong here. I feel like you're assuming that because it's the future and there's technology, that everybody in the universe is now suddenly so used to having their minds blown 24-7 that the mundane, such as opera, becomes boring and bland. But yeah. this is a dude that's a cab driver. Yeah, that's, that's like everybody... You When you get the call from his mom that's like, you bastard, you got a fucking... You got the trip to the hotel on this super cool planet. It's like there are 200 billion people in the universe... But they're still living the same old boring ass lives that we are here. So him yeah. being there is like, could be fucking huge for him. It's like the first time that I went to see an opera show. Maybe he's never done that yeah. before. So he's like, oh fuck. Oh, it's fucking- yeah, but it was weird <laughs> that he liked it. That's kind of well, what yeah, I mean. Did. It's like, you know the the so drums they- and the synths.
0: It comes out of the opera too. Opera singer too. So you know, they, uh, there's no instruments.
2: The whole point That's of the of that choosing that opera is because of the difficulty in singing it, and there is in the unmodified version a high F above a high C. I don't know, fucking something stupid, something incredibly right. difficult to perform. And then they, I think, played the track over itself with the singer to make it in such a way that it's impossible um well right but that's yeah, one reason why
1: i don't really feel like i enjoyed it is yeah. that okay. like, it's so weird and out there and like i think it was a meme to yeah be right honest, but just, like yeah. th- there's a certain aspect of the movie where like oh okay i can kind of i kind of understand it's an alien singing haha <laughs> they won't sing like a human it would sound sound weird mm-hmm. like at some point say the joke and move on mm-hmm. whereas if it plays for like three minutes i just get annoyed like, because I don't like the singing because it's not how a human sounds. It's
0: kind okay, of we like self-defeating. Ryan doesn't like singing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I singing. had
1: this <laughs> funny thing. I was like, is this what other people like? <laughs> so, okay. I got to <laughs> calm down a little bit. <laughs> because uh, it, just looking at that alien and it, let's be, let's not be alienist, but let's okay. agree that it looks weird.
0: Okay, right. You can't fucking say an alien looks weird. All right. That's that's not cool. All right. Like, who knows? This is broadcasting out in space, potentially. And there could be a fucking blue alien out there. And
1: and maybe let's agree for the sake of argument that it doesn't sound particularly pleasing on its own.
0: Oh, my. Okay, okay. All right. Listen. Listen. Ryan, I got to So, edit so, this so, show, so, if, like, if you let, let's, for the sake
1: of argument, take those okay, for granted. Okay.
2: Why didn't they just have Linkin Park in space? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: But no, let's just it take those two arguments. That's how I feel when I'm watching Julie Andrews sing in a movie. God damn it. <laughs> okay.
2: Fair enough.
1: So, take those emotions watching that alien sing. Like, oh, this kind of sounds funny. I don't really enjoy this. And, okay. oh, it's a weird looking thing. I don't know. That's just yeah. Maybe that, maybe take it, it from of, this that's view. That's why I'm not it's charmed like, by Princess
2: Diaries two. Opera is for like rich snooty fuckheads, and right. you know such as this scene is that. So, <laughs> so sentence like, do you want me to <laughs> say uh, Julie Andrews?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: stop. I will not accept this Julie Andrews slander. Um, I'm, not, I'm not on the I'm not on the Andrews slander. But you know, like maybe you can take it with like a. Oh, no, never mind.
0: Listen, Ryan doesn't like singing. He doesn't like aliens either. So aliens, I don't know that down. I would
2: love that. I'd be like, you know, sitting in that audience, like, I'd be bopping. I would fucking bop into those beats. The
1: drums. I at least have like a professional drummer, like make the drum. It's like boom, 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 boom. <laughs> they're boom, alien boom. drummers. Yeah, but like, it's like when you someone says, "Oh, I know how to beatbox, boots and cats and boots and cats." Like, no, Let's you keep don't. Going. No, like, there's a the professionals who actually know how to do it. I'm not the person beatboxers, but like, there's there's people who really know how to do it, and it sounded like so. Like, the director was like, hey, guys, I got this little new little thing. I made this cool little sound, like little thing on. We should put this in the movie. And they're like, okay, we, you're our boss. We have to say we like it.
2: So what Ryan's saying is that everybody should give up on their hopes and dreams and their new hobbies before yep. they get started because you're going to suck.
1: <laughs> uh, well, You're not too far off.
0: <laughs> in Ryan's defense, the diva has no ears. In this movie. Oh. <laughs> so maybe well, she's What were know. those long blue tube things? I think I think those were appendages, right? Like her sensors. Maybe she has senses that we don't have and the music is like that's processed. How she, differently. Like,
1: that's how she won like that's how she connected with Leloo, right? The sensors? Like, like she didn't some actually kind of get shot. Thing? She got Lelou got shot.
2: I think she actually got shot.
1: Huh? I think she did I get thought shot. I think she mind melded with Lilu, and that's why like the the music was timed to the action scene. <laughs> no, dog people were shooting in the fucking theater. <laughs> but she got shot at the same time Lelo got shot. But I, mean, I don't think in the same spot. You know, I I thought that was the implication because the scenes happened next to each other
0: temporally. Yeah, but I mean, I do think a bullet like physically hit her. Yeah, I think she. I got mean, it. well, I mean this. I think this is a good segue to the the solution here because, uh, she. I mean, she's she gets shot right in front of Corbin, mm-hmm. and Corbin's like, "Where's the stones?" You, oh, you said the opera have them. singer has the stones for some reason. By the way. Well, they said the aliens gave it to her because they trusted her. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's not hard to shoot someone on a fucking stage. Give it to someone else who just like hangs out in a
0: room with a lock on the door.
2: (laughs) But I did that and that room got broken into. (laughs) It did.
0: But they had two decoy stones. Uh, I think it was a little wild where she was like, the stones are in me and then dies. And Bruce Willis is like, okay, well, I think I'm just going to start digging Digging, through the bullet
2: wound. (laughs) Dig it straight in the tummy. (laughs) I mean, where were they going to be? Would she get like a. A Brazilian butt lift, but with the rocks. He's not gonna. Well,
1: is that why she? Is that why she died? <laughs> was it <this> bullet? <laughs> the bullet? The, 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 this... the stones were in her, she's like, "It doesn't really did matter that the the bullet actually hit one of the stones." Um, I was slowly dying. I was trying to scream, and that's why my music sounded so bad.
2: <laughs> Cause it die anyway. They yeah, surgically implanted stones four... in him,
1: like the dude in uh
0: the Dark Knight who has the cell phone in his stomach, and the Joker blows it up. Mm. Yeah, I just it just I don't know. Like I would have started looking somewhere else. Like I mean, she's like clearly delirious because she yeah, got shot. Like, turn her over, see if she's wearing like that fanny sack. Yeah, and like he he's like fucking elbow deep in like her organs and just feeling around. He's like, oh, I think it's inside. And I mean, they were, but like holy shit, <laughs> I mean, could wrong. You imagine if they were <laughs> like,
2: no. What are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck? Dude? She said in me. It's like that dude's name is me. <laughs> <laughs> it's in him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like and, and he's so lucky the stones uh, were in there and then uh i guess like at one point the evil is like uh they decide it decides to throw a meteor at earth um i think well it, that it is the was evil like,
2: that is the evil the evil shooting towards earth
0: i thought the evil shot the meteor no the no, evil was is like the a meteor.
2: the evil started the evil was the meteor all right i'll accept this because they and that in we'll lore lead. the evil must stand okay. upon this place which is it flying okay to. Yeah, it and has then, a
1: feel of not know something dumbass
0: all right fine uh <laughs> the meteor is coming towards earth and they gotta fucking they gotta bring all the elements together in the pyramid right i kind of like that scene where they were uh, putting the the rocks in and like mixing the elements i thought that was kind of that was kind of fun it was, it was a yeah. cool it was a cool scene i like that scene where you he could like tell they weren't actually looking at anything too because like the, the different <laughs> actors
1: had different ways of interpreting what the cgi was going to look like
0: <laughs> listen oh. it's not easy huh. as someone no who, uh, I, I like that scene too that was my favorite part of this movie works in the industry oh, i know how hard it can up. be to act against nothing and uh listen i've i've acted in front of a green screen before and uh it's tough it's tough pretending your whole you know, it's movie just, uh, it's just dots yeah i mean that was cool they put them in uh, the match scene where they, where, they, where he has the match you got a match fire with fire suspense. That was a good. That was yeah. a good
1: scene. Just put the match on the thing, dude.
2: Yeah, light it right next to it. They only last like ten seconds. And then, uh, and then it, and then it turned into shit. I think we could. Can we all agree that the Bruce Willis Mila Jovovich scene with the? Yeah. Tell me, tell her, tell her.
0: <laughs> you met her yesterday. You've never had a conversation at all. Uh, yeah, like it was weird to have her like catatonic because of her emotions after seeing a bunch of war scenes and he solves it by like kissing her and saying he loves her it just it felt really ick Um, also just like why would you tell her you love her (laughs) he met her like fucking yesterday and they've been dude now is not
1: the time (laughs) the the meteor
0: that will destroy all
1: life in the universe is barreling towards earth and you're like maybe I'm rushing into this too fast
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's it is a little weird like it, they didn't tell him that that the activation thing is for her to be in a relationship like they should have kind of like wrote that in the he manual obviously knew what he had to say yeah i mean he kind to mean like, it he did have to mean the, it and that's the, kind this, of a gamble. The version
1: of this scene in the matrix was better i do agree what was what was it in the matrix with trinity getting on neo and saying i love you neo that was bad that was when, better he's in the, when he's yeah. in the chair and then he wakes up in the matrix yeah
0: Badass. and it wasn't as like creepy because <laughs> i think no, the genders were reversed yeah and they knew each and there was an actual relationship uh yeah and then, and then um you know they kiss and a laser beam shoots off and blows up the asteroid mm-hmm. um i did like this like the president scenes i thought were pretty funny where he's progressively getting sweatier
2: <laughs> and then he's like it blew up 62 miles from earth it's just sitting there and it's like that's pretty close to earth that's pretty that's really close. fucking close yeah, they to earth. Go, like
1: spaceships go seventeen thousand miles an hour yeah so
0: just orbit earth
1: yeah. <laughs> it's like 62 I don't think miles it's space like... anymore
0: <laughs> that's like at that point it's starting to like compress the air isn't it and yeah. like heating things up um and then the closing scenes you know they're having sex in the tube and it's gross and weird and he's like how like, did bruce Willis get in the tube?" Why is he in the I don't of the fucking know, t- know man. Because
2: they love each know. other. Got a so. boink. Yeah, but yeah. Why the t- <laughs> people who love each other boink <laughs> in tubes. The regenerative
1: uh, tube. Yeah. Why is that's he a even back-to-tank. near the tube?
0: It's a dry. It's a dry back to tank. They could have fused together or something in the regeneration process. You got to yeah. be fucking careful. That would have been. Uh,
2: that would have been cool.
0: Wait, I, I know this this is getting a long episode, but can we can we figure out a, a better solution than they did? Um, yeah. To this, so that's the two questions. Okay.
1: Number one. Could the three of us survive this? The answer is yes, yeah. because everybody's right there. let We don't to do it. fuck all,
2: right? <laughs> Same like with the core. <laughs> I I, is that way? Is that the direction we're going to take in every single one of these? Until no, because like, some
1: are some, some are going to be like the death of no. tomorrow, where like a yeah thing, or okay. a zombie
0: apocalypse. Yeah,
1: okay. We, uh, we should
0: imagine ourselves on the team, though. Too, I think. To well, be no, fair, no, no, no. This is next. That's next. Could we prevent okay the end of the world from happening if we were so tasked? Mm. So let's say the three of us. Uh, no, we're there were only with two tickets to the hotel. So. Yeah, there's well, there's no fucking way. Um I would have probably given
2: it to you guys. It's COVID, like I don't feel Hell, comfortable, yeah, so maybe you guys can take it and, you know. Uh, like, I'm going, but I'm not going to yeah. be able to save the world cuz I'm getting ripped drunk as soon as I get on. <laughs> so it's on me. <laughs> yeah,
1: I would easily be able to do this because I would just be like, "Hey, do you have the stones?"
0: No, yeah, cool. Uh <laughs> That's it. A... I mean, yeah, it's probably wouldn't uh, go to the opera. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have gotten the stones out of her, her body, though, if you didn't go to the and opera. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, you would have not been there for her to tell you that they were inside of her. You'd be like, ah, shit,
1: <laughs> I don't know where the stones when, are. Well, if I'm anything like Bruce Willis, I'm just going to stick my hands in her <laughs> gunshot
0: wounds anyways. Uh, like, uh, one thing to men- mention, though, about Bruce Willis. Like, the reason why he got the mission is he's Special Forces, retired Green Beret shit. I mean, this dude, at one point did like 1v70 a bunch of aliens i don't think i could do that it was a pretty sick
1: scene to me yeah
0: pretty big what action set
1: piece they came to us and they're like you guys uh have this podcast where you point out flaws and <laughs>
0: <laughs> ridiculously complicated plans we
1: need you to come evaluate our
0: situation I can yeah see okay we're, we're gonna take this unhinged fucking taxi driver yeah, uh, just say in... <laughs> no
1: don't wait till after the opera to save the universe <laughs>
0: Yeah, cause she was like, yeah, after I'm gonna sing this show, uh in this highly public so thing, and I'm gonna give you better. Stones.
1: If you don't have four giant stones inside of you,
0: I feel like it was planned. Cause she, I mean, there's no way that was in her like that in a safe way, and I feel like she kind of knew what was gonna
2: happen. Oh. Or she was, yeah, gotta sacrifice herself. You guys remember when she met later? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that
1: thing that floated around on Reddit like five, ten years ago, where it was like, um, would you, uh, like, let's say you're the president. And there's a uh, guy with nuclear codes, but the nuclear codes are inside him and you have to kill him. Oh,
0: right, right. Yeah. The
1: president (laughs) has to kill him to get the nuclear codes. Because he has to know how what it would be if I like, uh, kill someone.
0: Right, right. Because if you can kill one person, you can kill a million or whatever. Or if you can't, you shouldn't. Yeah, something like that.
2: Yeah, if, if you can't. It would like be that. a lot easier to kill a million people from far away than to kill one person right in front that's of you. Kind of the,
1: can, that's kind of the argument.
0: Well, yeah.
2: Yeah, the thing, can right?
0: I kill that guy from far away? Like, uh, have like a... <laughs> <laughs> or just have someone <laughs> have else like do a, it.
1: Like, you think the president's going to do it with his bare
0: hands? <laughs> well, I'm going to have a <laughs> button that I... <laughs> Okay. Oh, I have a button that I press that pages an assassin uh, 200 oh. miles away that oh. kills the oh, guy. The president has to do it, and the dude fights back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and if he kills the president, is... he
0: becomes the president, and they get a new dude. <laughs> There's a half a pool stick on the ground. Both of them strip naked. There's a circle drawn in chalk. The president and the guy with the bomb inside and him has to fight. song from that episode of Star Trek. You <laughs> 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 just want to get into our meters? Yeah, please. So wh- what did we—was it apocalyptic? apocalometer alpacalometer alpacalometer b- alpaca. how <laughs> many alpacas a- a- ara- c- a- were a- in this ph- movie ryan Do you want to start us off we got a full shot
2: of earth at some point so <laughs> we, did, we did at least a full shot of earth.
1: I, I think the problem this movie faces is that most of the scenes that had care put into them were about the characters and the the plot and everything was just kind of like we just have to find something that would threaten the earth and for that reason, like, once again, just like the core, most people weren't even aware this was happening. So it's hard to evaluate it as like an end of the world movie when it's really, I don't know, it, it feels much more like a specialized mission movie. And it didn't happen. Remember we said like that was like a bonus point. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. We actually saw the <laughs> destroyed or something like that. Right, right. Um, so it's going to be pretty low. And like Denali said, I didn't first realize this was an end of the world movie in that context until it was pointed out. So... Whereas the core was a five, I think this would go down on a th- to like a three because the world would end. Let's let's be real; like the threat was, you know, really intense. But it's not like um, I was really particularly worried about it actually happening. So yeah, and, and I'm also not clear on what it was. It was kind of like Mister Shadow. It's kind of this
0: dude. He's a guy. You think there's a you think there's a dude in that meteor? He like had a voice and spoke English. And, like, wanted things, right? Like, he, he cared about, like, business, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs>
2: mm, no, he used he? business. Uh, if we okay. if we consider that as an omnipotent being, he okay. used the frailty of Gary Oldsman's character who cares about money to achieve a means to an end, yeah. which is okay. Right. saying, I will give you money. And he's like, my cost went up. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter because I'm using you and I'm going to murder everything. and Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And
0: you'll he, pour, pour chocolate syrup on your head if you disagree. <laughs> yeah, what was that all about?
1: <laughs> okay, oh, I'm, uh, I'm done. Three.
0: <laughs> okay, a three. Uh, yeah, right, I'm I'm kind of along the same track as you. Um. I do think this was an end-of-the-world movie, so I think it is fair, Um. but I'm thinking about how much of the end-of-the-world was a part of this movie. A lot of it was, you know, uh, even though I didn't like it, it was a love story. Um. A, lo- a lot of it was kind of like an adventure film, a little bit of kind of like... Uh, I don't know, I don't want to say like espionage, um, but it was just kind of like this tale of like this swashbuckler uh, making his way through this world. Um, So I don't think it made up a a large part of the movie, and I will give it some points for having like the world shots of the asteroid coming to Earth. I do think that's very end of the world-esque, and they did have to like have the, the buzzer beating like last second, we're stopping the thing before it hits us. There was also a couple good bomb scenes. I know that's not relevant, but uh, I do I do like a good stop in the timer before it happens. And uh, when the second bomb showed up, I laughed. And uh, the the uh, the motivation for Gary Oldman too, I think, troubled me. He did explain kind of like what what was it like? Destruction causes life, but I was kind of scratching my head a little bit. I think he was trying to say that like if destruction happens, he'll make more money. Yes. Um yeah. to, On cap- the cleanup. Yeah,
2: but shitty capitalist.
0: Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, but if everyone dies, like, but I guess that's how actual capitalists think too. I don't, um, very like short, short sighted. So I, I kind of struggled with that conceptually. Um, like Ryan said, I think the, um, the impending threat, I didn't really feel in this movie. Like I felt with the core where I was like, this is an actual tangible thing that could happen with this world. I was more concerned about uh Leelu and Corbin's character about what's happening with them and, and sometimes even forgot about the threat to earth. Mm-hmm. I think for that reason, I'll give it a two. I think I get some points um, for for kind of recognizing that it's going to end, um, but I don't think it was the central focus.
2: Fair enough. Yeah. So my apocalometer, I think end of the world, straight out of the gates, you're hit with 15 minutes, really. This is a long movie. I think it's like two hours and seven minutes. You're hit with a strong 15 minutes of world building, uh, setting up this apocalypse and how it's going to happen. And I agree with you that throughout the middle of the movie, we kind of lose that. We, we lose that the apocalypse or the end of the world is going to happen. But the major theme of the film is, you know, a quest to stop that. Um, and a lot of the world building and scenes are, are entirely focused on that, the mission room with the president. So I'm going to give it a point, one, a point for that, because the military of the Earth and I'm just going to call it the USA at this point is involved. <laughs> They're inept. They try to stop it. They don't stop it. Um, They did try to nuke it. That is a point. So they did try to nuke it. So I think that's like almost directly in line with what happened to the core. Just like the core, there's an evil guy whose fault it kind of technically is that we're closer to the end of the world. Uh, And we don't get that delivered to us until like 75% of the way through the movie. So I I think that's a common theme that I'm going to start looking for in these apocalypse movies. So it was Zorg's fault. It was like, well, yeah, I'm trying to steal the stones and, and stop anyone from being saved. So I thought the scenario was cool, even if it wasn't entirely yeah. like well developed. Like there's there's an evil. I thought in world it was explained relatively well. Uh but yeah, so I mean otherwise, but volume being low, I'm gonna be on the other side of five. I'm gonna give it a seven. Um, I do think the movie's a bit more obviously of a space opera than in End of the World, but I think, you know, there was there there were a lot of there are a lot of timers in this movie there's a lot of counting <laughs> down there's a lot of a lot of this hit the points for an end of the world movie even though it was focused on the quest to to stop it
0: yeah fair enough and um i did i did notice there was no san francisco uh golden gate bridge oh, getting fucked up there was movie. the huge bridge in new york that was but that was, was like 400
2: yeah. like floors up in the air
0: oh well yes i mean it was it was close it's just uh, without the golden gate bridge getting fucked um or or at least statue of liberty um getting like decapitated you know that would have i would accepted that but um that's also going to be a doc but yeah i mean that's that's uh that's our apocalymiters how apocalypse was this movie and now we're going to move into our movie meters um we've always separated our themes with how we think about this movie and i think this will be interesting uh ryan what do you think for your movie meter uh for Fifth Element.
1: The short answer is I don't know. I'm gonna try and talk myself into something. This is the this is the hard part with this movie because I don't under I don't know how much I got it. Like I don't <laughs> I don't know whether or not what I got was what it was trying for me to get. So and my gut feeling is rather low, but I didn't hate this movie. I didn't think it was a bad movie. So I don't think it should go under a five. So those two in my brain is kind of hovering around the five or six range. Um, my biggest problem is that I love sci-fi and for this movie, it doesn't feel like it was made by someone who really loves sci-fi, even though it might've been, it didn't feel that way to me. And the big pantheon for me, or not pantheon, but the the big boy at the top is Blade Runner. And I I didn't grow up on it, but it's a huge, hugely formative movie for me. And this movie just kind of felt like a lesser Blade Runner. And this is going to also take Chase off, but I don't like uh The Mummy with Brendan Fraser.
0: What the fuck, Ryan? Oh, my God. I was going to pitch a mummy season. And so
1: this movie. I don't movie, wait.
2: Why would it tick me off?
0: I thought you really I thought you liked The Mummy.
2: I like the mummy. I liked the movie. I, <laughs> I like don't... the oh, mummy. Oh, I thought you were like... I thought you felt... I'm not, a mum, I'm not a mummy truther. Oh, okay. You think okay. Jason seems you... like
0: someone who would like the mummy? Yeah, because he likes be. this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like the... The mummy's a great film. Okay. it's
2: well, then, then, t- then it's yeah. going
1: to tick Denali um, off. So, okay. this movie felt to Blade Runner what, like, the mummy feels... This is to like your Aragon
2: to Lord of the Rings. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> Like the mummy is to Indiana Jones in a similar way where I just don't think it's a very good stab at the genre. And I think there's like a movie starring Harrison Ford that would be way better. And <laughs> part of it is technical for me. I didn't like the lighting in this. And I understand that's part of the tone. They want to go for a light themed movie, but um, there's like Arnold Schwarzenegger movies that are fucking hilarious that are sci-fi, like total recall and running man and stuff where, you know, take a jab at that. Like, This movie wasn't nearly funny enough to be called itself a light movie. And um, yeah, it's totally all over the place. And I didn't, from a technical perspective, I think the lighting lighting wasn't great either. I didn't understand how these people could be in a tomb, but it was like sunny all the time. (laughs) And uh, even though it was a character who was supposed to provide them light and that was not their main form of light. ah! And uh, during a lot of the action scenes, I felt like we were at not only action scenes, but every scene we were seeing the character's fronts. But there's a lot of travel and a lot in an environment that we're not familiar with. And it's not like someone's walking on the street and they're brooding. So We need to look at their face. It's more just like a character's going somewhere, but it's an A-list actor like Bruce Willis. So we have to look at their face. And I had no idea where these people are going. Turn the camera around and show me their back. Like show me where they're going and let me get a lay of the land like during an action scene. And that really helps me out. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get a lot of that here. So I felt like... It was kind of glamifying it. When I when I see things like that, like really overexposed lighting and, you know, shots of actors' faces in every single shot, I think it kind of um, shows a glamorous side of, of these movies that I think Hollywood indulges in way too much already. So there were parts I liked. There were some parts. The, the end I, I, I kind of liked more than the beginning. Um, I think I'm going to go with a five.
0: Okay, a five. I mean, that's that's interesting, Ryan, what you, what you mentioned about kind of the glamifying and how it's framed. Um, I think part of that could come from the fact that, like, Jean-Paul Coltier, or I don't know how you say it, but, like, he did all the costume in this movie. It very much seems like a French kind of, like, fashion week uh, type of movie, uh, too, and maybe that was part of how it was styled, for better or worse, yeah. maybe how it was styled, and- like—
1: I don't know. I don't. This is the first time I'm mentioning this character, really. But I don't really understand Chris Tucker's character. I don't really like what he brought to the movie until he got pulled out of the the fish out of water stuff. Then he was fine. But I I I didn't really even understand what they were going for. And yeah, so I I I think that's a really good point. Maybe fashion-y. Because there is like a Mm -hmm. character, there's literally multiple side characters too, that are like connected with the fashion industry. So maybe that's something I don't really connect with.
0: Yeah. All right. Fair enough. A five. um, Yeah. uh, I'm I'm also very conflicted with my review of this movie um, because I did grow up with it. It was something that kind of shaped my childhood. And it was one of kind of the big movies for me um, that shaped my pantheon of great sci-fi movies that I grew up with. I've seen it a bunch of times. Um, I haven't really seen it um, as an adult kind of until now, as we kind of mentioned before. I'll preface this by saying, like, if someone really loves this movie and holds on to it, that's, like, totally fine. This is going to be a very subjective (laughs) review for me, just totally my reaction just from watching it um, just now. And like we discussed before, there was just, like, this huge aspect of the movie that was hard for me to overlook. I mean, there are aspects of this movie that are deeply problematic, which really, really sucks because I think there is so much to like about it otherwise. The aesthetics, like, the music, the whole, like, the plot is kind of cool, like, you have this kind of mystical sci-fi thing that's really unique. Um, But some of those gross aspects, even divorced from, you know, what I know about Luc Besson, I think are just kind of hard for me to overlook. And when I see it in movies like this, I think maybe it's a a product of the time. It's hard for me to enjoy. And kind of what I said before, like early on with our Armageddon, you know, our, our Armageddon review, when I feel like a movie could negatively impact the culture, it's hard for me to give it like a higher score. Because I'm kind of thinking about like, oh, what did it contribute artistically? It may have contributed from an aesthetic standpoint, but is it kind of signing off on shitty things about masculinity and consent in women uh, that I really don't like that kind of gives me an ick factor, which unfortunately contributes to how I enjoy art. Um, I I kind of struggle with the aspect of like separating art from an artist. I don't really know if we should. Um, I have such a personal relationship with like artists and art, just kind of like how, with how I view it. Um, So sometimes it can be hard for me to separate. So because of that, my enjoyment uh, was unfortunately kind of low, despite all the times like I laughed. I was kind of glued to the screen with the action scenes. Um, I'm going to have to give it kind of a lower score. Like for me, it was it was around the two range for my enjoyment for this this rewatch, which sucks. Um, I know this is surprising. Yeah. And I surprised myself with that, too, because I was horrified on the rewatch to realize (laughs) that I wasn't enjoying it because of that. And and that's totally fine because I know this is a cult movie. People still love it. I still people see see, see people dress up as Lilu for Halloween or the Diva. Um, I think there are aspects to still look at and like about this movie. But for me, um, some of those things were just difficult to overcome. And with that, sorry, Jace, <laughs> Jace just drop, drop this you fucking heavy ass thing. I I, I feel like yeah. I should have went last <laughs> to
2: make you Dabby downer.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, go ahead. I mean,
2: yeah. Well, I think that's something we've definitely. I just want to point out there if anybody's listening to it the first time, um, we're kind of separate in in how we view things like mm-hmm. um, obviously, I, you know, I think what the director did, it's horrific. It's terrible. Uh, I did not let it affect my viewing of the movie, but both of the, some of the things that you've told me are obviously going into my review of this. So I'm going to give it like three. Num- I'm going to give you guys three numbers here on top of my like hard score. But um, there's no right way to enjoy media right so if if it's if i can separate myself from the artist maybe that's not a good thing maybe it's an okay thing you understanding that uh it's done some shitty things and affecting the watch you know how we inter- interact with the media is it mm-hmm. ends up shaping how we feel about it and so to all our listeners if that's how you feel about things fuck yeah good <laughs> yeah oh, i'm on that so you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you <Yeah. laughs> um I'm I'm on the I'm on the opposite side so my actual like finished the movie value is an 8 and I'm and I gave it that before we have this conversation because I do think that f- the goods for this movie for me everything is like really tightly knit tied together it's a 2 hour movie so there's a ton of detail one of my favorite scenes is getting to the hotel where Corbin Dallas is in his apartment. The priest and Leeloo come to him and they move the Corbin-Dallas tag from his door to another door. And there's just, everything in this movie is kind of summarized as chaotic. Like, Ryan, I don't think you like that tonally about this film, but I did. So we have three main, four main entities that could probably really quickly solve a lot of these problems by talking to each other. But just like in the real world, they don't. The military re-grew this supreme being who escapes from a building, who is now being chased by the police. The military could have told the police to not capture her as a criminal. Instead, she gets saved by Bruce Willis, who is an ex-military officer who knows the police. So it, like, it spins this complete web where in the scene that I was discussing earlier, like Zorg kidnaps who he thinks is Corbin Dallas so that he can attempt to... Uh he can make one of his aliens like morph into him and get on the ship. Right. Before this happens, the priest in Lilu, the priest <laughs> is acting like Corbin Dallas before Corbin Dallas actually shows up and he's like, oh, I sent him here to get on myself. And we get this funny, like, compartmentalized scene in in New York where four people are trying to interact and be Corbin Dallas to further the plot to get these stones. And it's a chaotic mess, and nobody's working with each other. So there's no quick and easy way to get through it. And I think that the movie did that a lot. Like we mentioned the smoking. It's like, oh, I'm trying mm-hmm. to quit smoking. So the filter is 70% of the cigarette. And like, yeah. there's the the art that they, the work that they put into building that scene in that those set pieces. Um, you know, I think that went through, I think that moved in through the movie. Um, I liked Ruby Rod. I liked Chris Tucker's character. I think it's funny because again, I think that, the entirety of this movie is supposed to be a satire and he's like a shitty channel 5 news artist he does exactly what we doing he's talking into the <laughs> nether and screaming and it just like it comes in and it completely upsets the course of the movie now, i don't totally agree or understand why the horniness and like why it was like it was so <laughs> sex impacted besides the fact that it was dressed the kiss while she was like um i saw that and i was like oh not okay and then they maybe didn't do it enough service to say that was really wrong that should not have been done um i recognize from the 90s problematic movie so i was gonna take out like my initial eight was like wow that's problematic but i hadn't thought through it so like after you guys told me and we discussed some of these things and i see the the born sexy yesterday um and more more of the problematic nature you know it's like i would say i'd bring it down to a seven or a six so it's like in the moment i'm like oh that's problematic enjoyment is like a soft 10 but then critically (laughs) reviewing it it's 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 a bit lower it's like a a six or a seven so um if this movie could be you know slightly redone in a way that some of those problematic things are taken out you know it's like a hard 10 for me Mm -hmm. i loved it but yeah just like what we said at the outset of this podcast divisive movie yeah
0: Yeah. and yeah that's that's totally fair dude and i appreciate like kind of the understanding with that too like you know this this movie what sucks is like i told i totally tonally vibe with this too Mm -hmm. like the humor for me was like totally working like i loved the corbin confusion like the kind of the squidward moment where it's like he's squidward he's fucking squid like they didn't like (laughs) Um, even just like the gags like i wish we would make more movies like that where it's just silly fun even just for the sake of just like variety nowadays i feel like so much of our sci-fi is like fucking serious as shit mm-hmm. um and it's otherwise a really fun movie i feel like that could be a, a sick takeaway from the fifth element but you know right from the get-go i feel like the three of us have completely different <laughs> reactions to this, this movie. is weird um, yeah right like this this yeah.
1: mo- one movie found the way to like kind of not divide us but like find the differences between us uh we Mm -hmm. all have different experiences and i think this is something too is like denali has this really good way of bringing in the outside world and giving us context for where this movie lives and Maybe me, I, I kind of, I don't really go into movies trying to like really enjoy them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Can then, we enjoy them after this podcast? You know, and then, like... uh, Jace g- does the exact opposite, goes into movies really, you know, trying to enjoy them. And I think that's what we learned about this podcast and why it lasts so long is that we all do that mm-hmm. differently. And this movie shows us is like a perfect example of why. Um, I, yeah. I would like to point out that I really do like the genre. It's my favorite genre.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I French re- movies? What? No. Corny French, French, French <laughs> movies. It's <That's> right. genre. <laughs> <laughs> it's like space operas and sci-fi I, I, I really do love. And I don't yeah. read that many books of this genre, but I would recommend um, you guys check out uh, an author named Jack McDevitt. He has written my two favorite space operas, and they're recommend, recommended to, uh, to me by my friend Reed. And um, hmm. the first one is uh, that I would recommend is Engines of God. It's more of, like, the lore yeah. theory about the end of the world. If So if you like that side of kind, of, kind of stuff, I would totally check out Engines of God by Jack McDevitt. But there's another one who's kind of like a space cowboy, kind of like Corbin dallas And that one's called, I think, uh, Talent for War. And I think those are both short series, but the first books are pretty much standalone. So I would totally recommend you check them out. I've um, oh, just added it to my Goodreads. No, yeah. I mean, and they're pretty short. You can go through them pretty quickly. But that's something, too, is... I really, I agree with Jace. Is that like, could you imagine if they redid this and kind of hit the right notes? I think it could be, because that's, that's one of my complaints with Blade Runner. is like, everything's so fucking, there's a 10 minute shot of like Harrison Ford crying as a partner. Like, <laughs> like, it's, come on. And so like, this movie is the exact opposite of that. And I think if they, kind of with the Blade Runner 2049 angle, if they redid this in some way or did a sequel or something, I think they could
2: really pull it off. And, we could probably, mm-hmm. besides the director involved, we could probably master cut this to remove like <laughs> oh, sixty, yeah. like yeah. like sixty seconds of content. That would make it be like, oh, yeah, just cut that's off. a lot more palatable <laughs> to yeah. the eyes of twenty twenty two. We'll do a, a GBGB's cut.
0: We, we've we've suggested this from multiple movies. We can do a, we can do a fan cut <laughs> of the Fifth Element, the better Fifth
2: Element. Um, I do have yeah. This is uh, the recommendation here, a joke that I'd never really understood in the movie before. If you watch the movie, watch it with subtitles um, hmm. on the on the boat at the end when Chris Tucker is just like doing his is like super fast talking, describing everything that's going on in a scene. He points out like a movie star that's like deaf. And later on, we get the payoff where Bruce Willis is like, throw me the gun, right? <laughs> throw yeah. me the gun. And the guy's like, doesn't know what he like throws him to like croquet balls. balls. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, I was like, oh, I never yeah, knew why really he did funny. that.
1: That was my favorite <laughs> joke in the movie. It seemed like it was something out of like Austin Powers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. So, uh, you know, let us know what you guys think too, because I know this is a divisive movie with critics and audiences alike. I mean, you look up any review for this movie. Um, it's either you love it or hate it. Um, and I think the three of us are going to get heat in three different ways, so uh, <laughs> I think that's going to be cool. Um, but yeah, let us know how you reacted to the fifth element. Did you like this movie? Did you like our review of it? But with that, DK, I, mean, I think it's my pick. It's opinion, your turn. It is. The next, uh, we're going to spin that Doomsday wheel no, and we're not. Uh, figure out which horseman uh, we're going to have.
1: Not those damn
0: wheel we on. have. We're watching a horse movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, end of the horse, horse world. <laughs> It's a virus that kills just horses. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, we had we had the horsemen of the core. Um, we had the the horsemen of uh, of evil, space. evil planets, evil space spa- yeah. of space, uh, space apocalypse, and and now for the third horseman, which I think is going to be the horseman uh, of the moon. I think. And uh, that's also I was, space. I...
2: Are you gonna <laughs> fucking make us watch Moonfall?
0: Listen. <laughs> Moonfall is
2: directed.
1: No, you're joking. You're (laughs) joking, dude. You know, please tell me you're pulling a big joke because that looks like like the worst movie ever made, dude. And I was like angry that I saw that it was made.
0: (laughs) Okay, this is made by the king of apocalypse movies. Okay, Roland Emmerich. All right, do you know what movies this fucking um, dude made? Yeah, he made like. uh, Yeah, he made. uh, he made Moonfall. He made 2012. He made Stargate. He made Independence Day Resurgence and the original. Um, this dude knows how to make Apocalypse movies, and he made no. Moonfall. No. It's got an all-star cast. No, it does not. You're just um, doing um, no, it this does because, because it's Patrick free. Wilson.
1: You can't say it has an all-star <laughs> cast and have Netflix. Patrick Wilson be in the movie. Those
0: things are two different Venn diagrams. <laughs> Listen, it has Donald Sutherland, John Bradley, Halle Berry, Patrick Wilson, who we love— um, I think this is gonna really nail it because we saw this week, you know, which we would some people would consider a good movie. And I think it's time
2: we plunge the depths. We just watched the core. We watched the we core, pl- <laughs> and by all means, the reviews for this movie were also incredibly low. Look, I haven't seen Moonfall. Have you guys seen Moonfall? No.
0: Well, this no, would be I'm a not. great opportunity um, because I can't think of a more apocalyptic event than the fucking moon crashing in. To our Earth, our home, our Gaia. Um, so I, I say we watch Moonfall next week. And it's on HBO, so we don't have to spend any money for watching it. We don't have to get any I'm more so money. I'm so
1: upset. When I saw that movie, I was like, wow, good thing I'm not in college because nobody's <laughs> going to drag me to
0: the theater to watch this movie. It was, I mean, I'll be real with you, it was between two movies for me. It was, it was Moonfall or Geostorm. And I picked the one with the better trailer.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Sharknado and End of the World movie. I did look
0: into Sharknado cuz Amber suggested it. It's End of LA. I yeah. mean, I, from my perspective, from I guess it'd be Yeah, it would be <laughs> effectively End of the World. Um Uh, but we're watching Moonfall, guys. Um I'm excited. I'm These not. guys are excited. It's going to be a great movie. Don't watch the trailer, there's a lot of spoilers, guys. I I I watched it. Were there?
2: It. I thought like I I was kind of hoping the movie wouldn't, you know.
1: I thought the spoiler in the trailer was the premise.
0: Or is it not?
1: Is it a big reveal? I thought they throw reveal? us a,
2: whoop, a whoop-de-doo. a Yeah.
0: Just let's watch the movie and, and we'll talk about it. If you guys haven't seen Moonfall, Dude, watch so, along so, with
1: us. So one thing, too, I want to say <laughs> is that in yes. order to, to keep morale up and yeah. to kind of get us through t- a 10-episode marathon, because we are a marathon yeah. podcast, let's yes. not fail to repeat that. My morale we is pretty we high. can't just do three stinkers <laughs> in a row from my perspective <laughs> Like, whoa,
0: whoa, you Ryan, gave, You gave this buddy, movie a two. Body, Dude, you gave this movie buddy. a two. I don't know what I'm going to give the next one. Oh, right. Also a two. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, your pick is next, so uh okay, so
1: I, So, I, I, so you're rocks, saying I have you know? to pick a good movie. <laughs> and also, the freaking audience isn't going to want to watch an episode about the movie Moonfall, unless we really sell it.
2: And they don't know unless we listen, so, but I nah. mean, I have, there's no part of my will or being that's able to veto by the greater no, power, his choice. You're, so you're we righteous. have to watch Moonfall. So the we thing have. is, is
1: like, remember when we started out with seasons
0: with like 47 Ronin and the last thing he wanted?
1: Yeah. That, I think those were poor choices.
0: Those were good choices. Those seasons were huge. And, and this season's going to be huge like the moon. Mm-hmm. And uh, this movie cost $146 million what? and made 67 back.
2: All right? It <laughs> <And> earned $67? <$67 laughs> this, this, this movie was made to evade taxes. <laughs> this is an irs of
0: windfall um so i'm excited uh join us next week thank you for joining us for the fifth element uh be sure to subscribe and write a review i feel like we haven't said that in a while uh to subscribe and We've write a review up. we haven't oh yeah Because gotten... people don't do it guys we're fucking starving over here we'll we haven't gotten a review in air. like a year we'll read them on air i'll read anything yeah, i'll read anything on air review our podcast guys with these other podcasts are beating us all right and they suck. And they only have like one guy or two guys. Yeah, we got and we got three, three mouths to feed. Three boys. Okay, it's hard to get attention for three. And we people. all know
2: the Denalis
0: hungry. Me hungry guys. Um, thanks for watching and listening. I guess. Uh, good. Good. Goodbye. Yikes.